Thank you, Jesus. Amen? Praise God for our praise band and for bringing us before God's throne every Sunday. Our scripture reading for today comes from Romans chapter 8, verse 12 through 17. I'll be reading from the New Revised Standard Version. So then, brothers and sisters, we are debtors not to the flesh to live according to the flesh. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. For all who are led by the Spirit of God are children of God. For you did not receive a spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption when we cry, Abba, Father. It is that very Spirit bearing witness with our spirit that we are children of God, and if children then heirs, heirs of God, and joint heirs with Christ, if in fact we suffer with him, so that we may also be glorified with him. Let us pray. God, we just thank you for this word. We thank you for the worship. We thank you for being able to be in your house this morning. We thank you for the beautiful day that you've given us to come out and just recognize that you are our heavenly father. Help us, O oh Lord, on this day as we hear this word to receive from you what you want us to hear. We pray that in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. No one likes going into debt. Anybody like going into debt? Anybody? No? No takers? Nobody likes going into debt. Even the term sounds like it happened to you. You know, I just went into debt. No, you put yourself in debt probably because you bought something, right? You bought a house or you bought a car or you bought furniture or you bought stuff and you went into debt because as we know, everything in our lives requires us to exchange something for something else. It's kind of the way the system works, right? You make money, you spend money to get stuff. And for most adults, we really live in debt. You know, some of us live in a house that is owned by the bank until we finish paying it off. Or you're driving around in a car that still has a loan on it. Or you have to pay for water and electricity every month. Anybody? Anybody? Yeah. Yeah. So, so we all had debts, right? We all have something that we have to pay. But beyond financial debt, I want to tell you that we all live in debt in perpetuity. And I'll explain what I mean. Anybody here today? Because someone in your past, family, friend, relative, poured into you something that made you who you are today. Anybody? Can you think of anybody in your life that helped you to be where you are today? Then I have to tell you that you're in debt to that person. That person poured out into you, whether it was emotional support, financial support, being a good friend, being a good listener, being somebody who believed in you when you didn't believe in yourself, those people poured out into you and therefore you are indebted to them because they gave you something that has helped you to be where you are. In this weekend of Memorial Day weekend, 
we are all reminded that we're indebted to those who have given their lives protecting the freedom that we have just to be here today. Just to allow us to have a place where we can worship freely and we can congregate and declare the name of Jesus. You know, it's not a small price that they paid. They gave their lives defending our freedom. If it wasn't for some of those that lost their life defending our freedom, we might have lost our freedoms somewhere along the way. So it's important for us to remember that we are indebted to others. Those who have contributed to us, those that have been a part of our lives, those that have protected our freedoms. But I have to admit that it, as I came to this scripture that falls between Father's Day and Mother's Day, I couldn't help but think of my own parents. You know, parents do so much for their children. I thought about tallying up all that we do for our children, but that would be longer than a CVS receipt. Because think about it. How much do parents give for their children? Every day I have to remind myself that I am in debt to my parents for everything that they poured into me, everything that they did for me throughout the years. And then, of course, the scripture reminded me that I have an even greater debt than that, the debt to God. God who took me in to his own family. I mean, if it wasn't for God, I wouldn't be here right now before you. Everything that I am and everything that I have achieved is because of God's grace and mercy. And I think if you look at your own life, you'll find so many instances where it was God who carried you to the next step and helped you to arrive where you are today. In today's scripture, Paul is reminding us that we are not debtors to the flesh to live according to it. In other words, if you really look back, the flesh has done nothing good for you. If anything, it's given you bad advice. If anything, it's led you astray. If anything, it's make, made you doubt yourself or doubt your faith in God or God's ability to save you or help you. The flesh has led you astray on more than one occasion by making you think of yourself before others. The flesh has led you astray when it said, what's important is you, you're numero uno, everybody else is second and third and fourth. And it's made you forget that there's something more important, which is your faith in God. This is important to remember because so many people live like they owe their flesh something, like the flesh has gotten them somewhere, somehow, when the reality is the flesh continues to lead us to our things that are not of God. And I want to explain that term because we hear the flesh and there's this tension between the flesh and the spirit and we like to sometimes try to separate this like we could just put them in two little boxes but the flesh and the spirit are part of us they're not separate from us they're both part of who we are but the flesh is that which continues to lead us into sinful actions that self-centered part of us that tries to lead us away from God and tries to lead us to do things that are only going to benefit us or maybe just those closest to us. 
The flesh is that part that says you can do it on your own. You don't need God. You can handle it. When the reality is that none of us can handle it without God. If you live according to these things, Paul says, you will die. If you follow the flesh, it's going to lead you down the wrong path and you will die. Because these things are not life-giving. These things are not spiritual. They're not godly principles that the flesh is leading you to. These are things that make you go down a path that separates you from the path that God has for you and the plan that God has for you. Have you not noticed that these fleshly inclinations always lead away from the will of God? There's not a case in which these things lead you towards God. These always lead you away. And there's a reason why we have so many scriptures in which we are being told to watch out which way we choose. Because Jesus knew that these things would lead us astray from the kingdom of God. These things would lead us away from God's plan for our lives. That is why Jesus said that it was hard for a rich man to enter the kingdom of heaven. It wasn't because he was rich. It was because the love of money is the root of all evil. And falling in love with your money then means that you're not in love with God. That you're loving your stuff more than you are him. It's important for us to understand that money is not the only thing that we can love above God and fall away from God with. You can love so many things above God. There's people that love their job more than God, people that love their family more than God, people that love their position more than God, people that love their accomplishment more than God. And whenever anything takes the place of God, then it has led us astray. It's of the flesh. And this is the reason why Scripture is full of thou shalt and thou shalt not. It's why Scripture has so much advice about what to do and what not to do. What to watch out for because it'll lead you astray and what you should do to continue in the straight and narrow. So Paul tells us, don't live according to the flesh which has done nothing for you. Instead, put to death the deeds of the flesh and follow the Spirit. This is easier said than done. If it was easy, I think everybody would do it, right? But it's hard. It's hard to not follow that, that inclination to do what's good for you. Good in quotes, because it's not always good. But it makes it sound good, right? It always reminds me of the cartoon that I shared with the kids. It, when I was growing up, it was the coyote, you know, and he had the little two, two coyotes, one the angel, one the, the, the devil. And they were both arguing with each other, and he's in the middle. Have you ever felt like you're the one in the middle? And those voices are arguing, and, and you don't know what to do? And you know, this is when you have to learn that you're supposed to be deaf in one ear. You're not supposed to listen to that negative voice. You're not supposed to listen to the flesh. You're supposed to live by the Spirit of God. And Paul says, if you listen to the Spirit of God and not to the flesh, then you are children of God. 
And this is really important because there's too many people out there that don't understand that God has called them to be his children. That God has invited us to be adopted into the family that he has established through Jesus Christ. That you have a big brother in Jesus that is there for you day and night. That you have a Holy Spirit that has given you power to overcome all adversity in situations that you will face in life. Paul says, we have not received the spirit of slavery to fall back into fear. We have received the spirit of adoption. And you know, if you know anything about adoption, and I've known a lot of people that have been adopted, there comes a point in an adopted person's life when they come to the realization that their adopted family made a choice to bring them into their family and to pour into them so they could have a better life. And when they arrive at that realization and at that point where they realize the decision that was made to love them, to receive them, to provide for them, to give them a new future, then there's an incredible sense of gratitude and appreciation that springs out from within towards those adoptive parents, which to them at that point become as real as any real parent could ever become. I want to tell you that when we understand that we are children of God, adopted into the family, welcomed by grace, and that we can call out to our Father, Abba Father, at any moment, and He's right there with us, that moment in which we come to that realization is the moment in which the Spirit witnesses to our spirit that we are truly God's children by grace. And that realization hits home that we're accepted and loved and adopted by the grace of God. You know, you can't just go up to a stranger in the store and go, Abba, Father. It's got to be somebody who has given you the right to share that title with them. And that's what God has done in adopting us. When you read this, you realize that we owe God everything and we owe the flesh nothing. That God has given us all he has in himself in Jesus Christ. And that the flesh has done nothing to benefit us. Scripture tells us as, as children of God, we are made heirs of the kingdom of God. Joint heirs with Christ and I don't know if you've ever looked at that phrase, joint heirs, but what it means is that whatever is Christ is yours, and whatever is yours is Christ. And I want you to, to wrap your head around that, that whatever you have is God's, and whatever God has is yours. Sometimes we walk around like we're poor and destitute when the reality is we serve a king, we're princes and princesses of a kingdom. We don't have to go around begging because God provides more than we can ever imagine. And as a family of God, we have also inherited brothers and sisters in Christ. 
people that will support us in prayer and pour out into us, people that will pray for us, people that will be there for us in times of need. You know, this is a body of Christ. This is a family of God right here. We are here supporting one another. We've had three deaths in the last week, and the church continues to support those families through prayer and presence and letting them know that we love them and we share in the faith that we will see those loved ones again. As a family of God adopted by God's great love, we know that we have been blessed to join the family that we didn't deserve it. That we didn't deserve it, but God loved us so much, he chose us for life instead of destruction. Well, I started saying that most adults live in debt. They're either in debt financially, they're in debt because they're paying regular bills, or they're in debt to someone who poured into their lives and helped them to be where they are right now. As children of God, we are in debt to God for having brought us from death to life. We are in debt to God for loving us first and choosing us for adoption. We're in debt to God because he was willing to forgive all of our sins and past so that we could begin a new life with him. This debt is greater than any we could ever repay. I'll tell you right now, you could not pay God back for all his goodness and grace shown to us in Jesus Christ. But you want to hear the good news? You don't have to pay it back. Because Jesus paid the full price for our sins on the cross. Jesus paid the full and total amount. There isn't like a leftover. There's not a residual. There's not something that you still owe God in terms of what he has done for you. And we're supposed to have confidence from God that eternal life is ours in Christ and not doubt that because the price was paid in full. We know that we, even if we tried, we could never repay God. But being children of God comes with responsibility. It comes with things that we should do. You know, when I was a kid and we would go into a store, mother would always pull me inside and say, don't you embarrass me in there. Remember that you're my child. Remember that you're my child. What was she telling me? She was, remember, she was telling me to remember whose I am and who I am in, in that relationship. And in a way, what we're hearing in Scripture today is Paul telling us to remember that we are children of God and that when we are in the world, we are representing our Heavenly Father, that we are supposed to be representing Him, and therefore we should be on our best behavior. Not sometimes, all the time. That we should always be representing his goodness and his grace. That we should be living as part of that godly family that's bringing about the kingdom of God every single day through what we do and say. That our debt to God goes beyond money and possessions and it transcends even earthly achievements. That our debt to God is a debt of gratitude because of what God has already done. When we live for God, we're not doing it to pay God back. 
I want you to hear that. You're not doing it to earn heaven. Heaven is already yours. You're doing, you're doing what you do to say thank you, Father, for welcoming me into the family by faith. You know, when I think about everything my parents have done for me, you know, the sleepless nights, parents understand what I'm talking about, the nights of praying next to the bed for me when I wasn't being my best, the times in which they provided a constant supply of food and shelter, which I needed a lot of. I was a chubby kid. The times in which they served as my Uber drivers because I needed to be everywhere all the time, you know, all the sports, all the things that I did. I begin to realize that everything I had, everything I owned, my clothes, my room, my air conditioner, which was indispensable in Puerto Rico because it was so darn hot. And I ran it 24 hours a day, seven days a week at the lowest setting. All of this was a gift of God through my parents. And now as an adult, I try to repay that kindness by honoring my parents by the way I live and the way I conduct myself. By honoring God in everything that I do in treat, treating them and being in relationship with them. And by making sure I darn well call my mother every two days so that she knows I haven't dropped dead. Because if I don't, she freaks out. We are so indebted to God, to our parents, to so many people in our lives that we could never repay that debt. But what we can do is to honor those people that have poured into us, to honor the God who has given us so much by helping other people know that they too can be part of the family of God that they are children of God if they declare their faith in Jesus Christ and they can come in to be brothers and sisters and inherit this wonderful family that we all share. Today I want you to remember whose you are, whose child you are, and that you have many brothers and sisters in Christ. As part of this great family, we are told that we suffer together so that we can be glorified together in Jesus. That when we cry, we cry for each other. And that when we rejoice, we rejoice with each other. During this season, we have celebrated the passing of many into eternity. But we also celebrate graduations. We also celebrate people recovering from surgeries. We also celebrate answered prayers. We also recognize all of the things that God continues to do for his children. So today I want you to remember whose you are, that you are God's child. Go out there and make God proud. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, I just thank you. I thank you for receiving us into your family. I thank you, Lord, because we can call you Abba, Father. We can have that personal and close relationship with you. 
Oh, Lord, if there's anybody today here that is not feeling part of the family, Lord, we just ask that your Holy Spirit will give witness to their spirit that they are children of God, that you, oh, Lord, will help them to claim their faith in Jesus Christ as their Savior, and that today, oh, Lord, we will commit ourselves to honor you in the way we live and the way we act so that the family of God will continue to grow through us and that more and more people will know Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. Oh, Heavenly Father, thank you for loving us first, for adopting us, for receiving us, for forgiving us, and for giving us the promise of eternal life. Thank you, Lord, for all your goodness and all your grace. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We're going to open the altar. If you want to come up for prayer, we'll have time at the altar as we continue to worship. And the prayer team is available. If you would like for them to pray for you, just let them know. We do have a reserve spot on the right. If you want to pray by yourself, you're welcome to come between the green. If you come anywhere else in the altar, somebody from the prayer team will come to you and ask you about your prayer.